Welcome to another edition of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan, and I'm joined by Sounders forward Justin Dillon. Uh, how are you doing, Justin? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, you know, just doing what everyone else is in, indoors a lot of the time. It gets a bit harder to do it when you got such a beautiful day like today in Seattle. So Right. I know. Today is just like it's torture trying to stay inside on a day like this. And so I'm... Absolutely. I'm out on my uh, my back deck, which I'm. I feel very lucky to have on a in a situation like this. Uh, what are you able to do to get outside of the house? Yeah, uh, well, I think we were just talking about this a little bit before. Um, I will. I mean, go for runs is probably the easiest thing you can do. Uh, we've got a. I live close to a golf course, so it's all closed down and shut down, but you still have that nature is green feel and it's really close so I'll just we'll do some running in there and uh sometimes just bring a ball out too but <laughs> it's so, uh yeah yeah so uh, I've, one of the things that we've been kind of I've been kind of curious about is especially for the for the younger players like yourself um are you I'm a, I, I'm I'm guessing from your uh social media feed that you have roommates yes yes uh, and I, so how many of you are packed into this uh apartment uh, it's just me and Colin Fernandez. Okay. And right next door to me is Jesse. So that's why you see him a lot too. So okay. It's all like that one building's pretty important. So you, yeah. Have you guys kind of uh, quarantined together then? Yeah. I would say the three of us uh, definitely have been spending too much time together. <laughs> <laughs> and so how, I mean, like, what, you know, Jesse's from Australia. Colin, I'm not sure where Colin is from, but I get he's not from from this area um is it like is it do you find it a lot tougher being away from like your friends and family being in this in this situation yeah i mean absolutely i think what a lot of people have especially that are from seattle that play for the team or have their families here is that you have that sense of home when you're stuck indoors and i know like i facetime my family through two three times a day just because i still want to be a part of what's uh what they're going through down there and we're making it work though i still feel like i've got a family base here and i'm blessed to have colin and jesse because i know there's some people that might be even stuck in quarantine alone or with like you know that right. kind of situation so and so what are you guys it what are you guys doing to keep yourself occupied like i'm sure there's the soccer part of it but there's a lot more than just the soccer, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, oof, I think one big one that we've uh, taken into account, I know you said it's probably not going to get a video, but we've got uh, this board game we've been playing way too much of. Ah, Settlers, Settlers of Catan. <laughs> That's a big one we've been doing. Uh, I think we did fell into the trap of the quarantine shows that everyone's watching like Tiger King and uh, um, a lot of FIFA, you know, I mean, things like that, that have been keeping us busy, but it's also just having that company and conversation with each other. And we've made a couple TikTok videos. That's what it's come to. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with these TikTok videos. I, I, was, I was a little surprised that I, like I was going, I just today went on to your TikTok channel and was kind of expecting to see like this vast array of stuff because you seem to really get the medium very well. But it's like there's four videos. So you just like yeah. took to it immediately. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I didn't even have the app until probably like a week or two ago. 
we just um I don't know like made one just because like everyone else you get kind of bored so you just yeah creating your own kind of content and yeah I don't know I've made a couple more since uh not a whole lot of them like you said only four but uh if the people want to see it I'll try to make some I more mean, I was very I, I'll tell you I, the first one I think the the first one I saw, I guess, was the snow one, which I guess is maybe even the first one uh, yeah. that you guys did where you guys were juggling in the snow. I don't know. You drove, must have driven up into the mountain somewhere and we're doing some yeah. uh, juggling up there. And then, but the one that I think most people have seen at this point is, uh, is, is the, uh, the weekend song. Oh, uh, the challenge that, one. Yeah. yeah, the challenge one. That is very impressive. Um, I'm hoping though Jesse looked like he may have gotten hurt in that video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just fine. Yeah, we tried to. I think the end of the video, you're supposed to like pick them up and catch them, and I don't think his legs are that flexible, so we couldn't get him all the way. And yeah, he took a tumble, but he's he's doing just fine. So was that all? I, I mean, I'm guessing that was just a one take thing, or were you guys were you must have been rehearsing that to some degree, right? Uh, we rehearsed the dance steps. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was but the not part the, where we the jump move. No, we never rehearsed that part. We were just like, <laughs> all right, let's just see if we can get all the dance moves on cue and on camera at the right times. And uh, we actually have Colin's, so Colin's girlfriend's actually doing the quarantine with us. So it's us three and her, and she was our choreographer for all that whole video. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's been here uh, sticking it out with us. And yeah, I mean, we did our best. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, the, the, the shirt removal was, was well executed. Uh, and if, and if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the video, uh, you can either go to Justin's uh, TikTok page, which is just Justin underscore Dylan, or it's also up on Sounder at Heart. Uh, we, I guess we stole the video from you guys and we posted no. it. So just to yeah. wanted to get to make sure most people, as many people as possible saw it. <laughs> All good with me. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Pretty fun. So, um, you know, who is the, so you, you mentioned that you guys are playing Catan. Who is, who is like the, 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 the best at that? That is, that is kind of a cutthroat game. Yeah, it's, it's a cutthroat game. And uh, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I do believe I'm a bit clearly the best. But that's also because I just taught them how to play pretty recently. So I've got that edge. I've been playing for like, maybe a couple of years versus okay. that they've only played for a couple of weeks and there's things that I still, they've gotten really good though. Like now these games are very even, they're a lot harder. Um, you know, I'm not winning nearly as much, but it takes some time for everybody to get used to it. Yeah. Have you I, know ever I, I have, I've played it a few times. I made the, I don't know, the mistake is the right word, but I was playing it with my nephew who uh, is a bit closer to your age and he had played it pretty extensively and his family had kind of played it pretty extensively and so I was coming in pretty green compared to the, the people I was playing with and I realized pretty early on that there was a lot more strategy and that it was a a game that is not just like you know this is this is it, there's there's a real you know there's there's real rhyme and reason to why you're doing things and it takes a little while to pick that up when you're when you're just when you're just learning it oh yeah absolutely and uh with the game comes a lot of bad blood you will be screaming at each other if yeah you you're screaming you're so mad like you cause up some serious fights in the house <laughs> no that's that's good stuff i think that that's that's probably good especially i would imagine with athletes there's that extra level of competitiveness 
even at board games. Is this, is that a game that other Sounders are playing or was that something that like this particular group of guys was, was into? Uh, no, actually, we were playing it quite a bit in preseason. There was a group of us in preseason that was uh, mainly me, Harry, Will, Gustav, and Stephen Cleveland were kind of like the main five that would participate in that. And, uh, and are you the standout among that group as well? Uh, no, I think in that one, Harry is the standout in my opinion. And I thought... Okay. Uh, I think I would have to rank myself third, if, if you're asking me. I know they have their own rankings, but I think it's Harry, Gustav, Justin. But, but you're ahead of Will, which is more is important. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> he will tell you otherwise, I promise you. But <laughs> So one of the other things I was, asked, I, was, I was urged to ask you about was who is the best table tennis player on the team? Ooh, okay, table tennis. Um, Definitely not me. I am nowhere in the ranks. I'm probably in relegation zone. I might be oh, okay. sent down to the foosball league or something. But uh, I, I remember Shane being really good. I know Will's really good. I guess uh, that was why that th- – that's maybe that's why this question got pushed on. Yeah, okay. Uh, I know Will <laughs> for the longest time, him and – especially last year, him and Brian Meredith are by far the best. But this year I think it's probably – I didn't see Will and Shane face off. They might have. But I'll okay. probably put those two as the top two on the team. All right. And so one of the other things uh, we, we, we've heard about is it sounds like you guys, the team has started doing like a trivia night via video conference. Yeah. Uh, uh, how, how do you, are you, how are you uh, faring in that? Yeah, no, we actually have it again tonight. Uh, oh. We've been doing, yeah. So I guess this turned into maybe a weekly little thing. It's really fun. Like having on camera you can see everybody you're all the banters back it's as if you're back in the locker room so I thought that was a great idea but uh my team is me Stephen Fry Stephen Cleveland Gustav Harry and Will and yeah so we got a lot of experience in there you know a little mix of everything we started off real strong last trivia night but uh the the ending performances kind of got us. Some of the questions are pretty fun. You get like some Sounders trivia. They'll, uh, <laughs> they did the, the filter, like a Snapchat filter, where uh-huh. you have like somebody's face and you turn them into a girl. <laughs> and you have to guess who's who. And that was pretty <laughs> fun too. <laughs> so uh, there's, they're getting really creative with the questions and it's, it's a lot of fun. So who's running that? Uh, that would be... I'm pretty sure the people in charge is Sean Muldoon, our strength coach, Hillary. And I want to say those are the two that really, there might be a couple more that forgive me if I haven't mentioned them, but I know for sure those two uh, have put a lot of effort into it. That's well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are finding new and interesting ways. Um, You know, one of the things to keep yourself occupied, one of the things that has been on, I think a lot of people's minds is, you know, there's been a fair amount of focus on staying fit during this whole period. But from you as a, a player, I'm guessing the fitness might not be as like maintaining your fitness might not be as tough as just maintaining your sanity kind of like keeping like not like getting lost in in kind of the chaos of everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the it kind of almost goes hand in hand because when you're going like on your run or outside to get your fitness, like that finally gets you out of the house for a brief period and that helps with the sanity. So I don't, 
and then we've got like online zoom sessions and things with our team that uh at home workouts so that, that yeah you're right the fit part hasn't been the problem as much as just keeping yourself occupied sometimes you get bored and trying to find productive things to do and, and one thing i know for myself i don't know about anyone else is when i'm stuck at home i just start eating like constantly so you just got to make sure you're putting the right common. food yeah you got to put the right food and like even like uh i just try to keep myself busy for hours at a time so i'm not thinking about it and where i get bored and go back to the kitchen again i'm like yeah. So what, so what other stuff are you doing to, like, are you, you, you said you, you, you're watching some Netflix, you're watching, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Are you doing any other, like, is there any, any other kind of things that you're, you're doing that you find that are working in terms of like keeping your mind uh, occupied? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I'm doing, which is, I guess kind of interesting is I am studying for my real estate license right now, just, just for fun. I don't really know if I have an interest in going into that field, especially anytime soon, but uh, I just thought it'd be something to be cool to learn about. And right now I've got all this time and um, I decided to pick it back up because I started it actually at some point last year and I realized that I still had a couple months left to do it. And I, I just completely paused because last year we just, a lot of things happened out of nowhere and yeah, I kind of just dropped the ball on it. And uh, that's one thing I've, I've done. Another thing is that's been kind of cool is just reaching out to old friends. Like I haven't spoken to like a bunch of friends of mine from college and we had a group pretty much like a zoom session of like 20 of us getting to all catch up for like a couple hours. So I think doing that, talking to family, catching up with old friends and like the studying part is just, something that I've done to try to just keep your mind busy. And I don't know, maybe it's working towards something in the end. Right. And so you were, a, if I'm, my research is correct, you were a business major at Cal Poly. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so have you done like, what was your, your thinking in terms of like, if you didn't get into you, if you weren't a pro soccer player, have you thought about what you would have like done with that degree? Um, so actually I don't quite have it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I had to leave school early to start playing. Um, but no, I have thought about it and I think, oh man, I, I don't picture much like you, you're still in soccer, right? Like I don't picture a life outside of soccer. So I think something that I would really enjoy is, um, maybe using that business degree in the business side of soccer, like in a front office position or something that way you're still with the game and you're still so involved in it. Uh, another thing would be coaching. I know a lot of players move into that and that's definitely interesting to me, but I think for sure, without a doubt, I'm probably going to spend my whole life in soccer. I'm pretty happy about that. At least if I can, I know it's right. tough to do. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I think it's a, it, I mean, you talk to a lot of people who I'm amazed at how many people they want to get out of soccer. Basically like, I did this my whole life. I'm ready to get out. I mean, it's, if you want to do it, yeah. I'm sure you can make it happen. But hey, uh, I'm a bit uh, less in my career than some other guys, so we'll see. Right, <laughs> right now, I can't see myself ever leaving it. But <laughs> so you you signed with the Galaxy out of uh, out of college. You had gone to their the Galaxy Academy. Uh, yeah. What what was the Galaxy? Uh, you know, LA is LA Galaxy two. Uh, what was that experience like? What was the academy like in terms of how it compares to what? they have going in in Seattle um you know I think from the academy perspective it was uh it was pretty similar I even remember when I was back then like the 
almost like the two powerhouse academy teams were Galaxy and Sounders for a long period. I mean, I remember um, when I was 15, we won like the whole national championship with the academy team and we played the Sounders Academy in like the playoffs right before you go to the final. So I do remember that. So I think that structure was definitely um, both were doing things right. And um, as far as like Galaxy 2 was involved, um, I know when I was there, they, again, it was like almost, uh, they tried to do a, a similar structure with integrating younger academy players into the squad and really trusting them and developing them. I'm not, I haven't been there. I'm not sure if that has shifted. I think um, both clubs have done, you know, a really good job in developing that talent. You've seen the homegrowns that have come from both organizations. So uh, I'm not sure if they're work, like seeing what one club is doing that we could do. I'm sure they are, you know, you just want to compete and compare with everybody. But uh, I think both were positive experiences. So, and then how did you end up in Tacoma anyway? Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, I, after my second year, uh, my second year at the Galaxy, I was sidelined quite a bit with uh, a couple injuries here and there. And at the end of the season, uh, I basically was released and I was on my path trying to find another team. And this is actually where the real estate comes in is because uh, I was looking for a team and obviously when you don't play a lot of minutes in a season, like other teams, like maybe won't take as much of a chance on you. They haven't seen you and like fully playing fully fit in a while. And so I, <laughs> there was a small period where I thought like it could have been it for me. And I was, I mean, I was freaked out about it. Absolutely. Um, and thankfully Tacoma called and they called me like a week before their season. So it was pretty late. And, uh, Chris called, had me come in on trial and, uh, he ended up liking what I showed. And, um, I was very fortunate and blessed to come to here because I think it was just like the perfect match. I think the playing style, the coaching, the team, the teammates, just, I don't know, honestly, the way this organization run is run is really fit my personality, my playing style. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for being a part of it. And it's obviously since that Tacoma, just go from potentially I thought I was done to going on to a first team and then winning an MLS Cup is I, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Like that, that's what has transpired here. No, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it is a remarkable, I mean, I would imagine a, a pretty remarkable turn emotionally for you to think that here I am questioning whether or not I'm going to be playing professional soccer. And you obviously had a great year with Tacoma. You get signed to the first team, and uh and 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 you win that you win mls cup you're in an mls cup parade um what, was there a point last year where you felt like okay this is all clicking and maybe this is all going to work out yes uh i think there was a point i um i during the season like the season was starting and obviously we didn't start as well as we had hoped with Tacoma. And I think that's what actually gave me my shot was that Chris felt maybe he needed some experience in there to help the younger players along. And um, I think there was a just, uh, it was honestly just like the players and the coaching 
the style we were playing, like I said, it fit me. And then I think I just like fell back in love with soccer, like so head over heels for it to where like maybe before, like on my old team and stuff, I was going and it felt a bit more like going to work. But here it was just like, I was loving every second of it. I was playing. I think it was, I think what did it was the fact that I thought I would have not been able to do this anymore. And that like lit this fire. That's like, wow, like this could end any second. And so that's kind of how I approached that whole year. And like, even days after games, I would take myself, like Jesse, like a couple of the other guys on the team and we'd go and just play 2v2. Like we just keep training constantly, even when we weren't on the field or anything. And I think that helped all of our development and all of our uh, just sharpness so that towards the end of the season, you started to see that work paying off with the stretch of good results and I think, I don't know, it's just, it's pretty crazy to even think about how it all unfolded, but I was definitely pretty grateful to be a part of just the team with the coaches and um, to end up where it all ended up. And so what I would think one of the, the weird is maybe the right way to put it, the, the things that's tough, I'll say it like that, about your situation is going back and forth, though, between the first team and, and Defiance. Um, how do you balance that? And what is that? Like, what, what, what are the coaches telling you in terms of, you know, like, well, you're going to come up to the first team, you're probably going to be on the bench, but you know, maybe you'll get in. But on the flip side, we might not be able to send you on a road trip with defiance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, it, it's definitely, it could be challenging, especially mentally when you want to be obviously involved in every game possible. I mean, every player, it's not just myself, has those aspirations that they want to be on the field with the first team, like on the bench with the first team, like given those opportunities. And um, def- I think just the mentality I have throughout it all is I-, I want to be there, be fit, be ready, and be sharp so that when my name gets called in CenturyLink or something, I'm ready and fully prepared for it. And in order to do that, which is I think the whole – mindset behind the second team is that you know it's if you're going in all these games and you're sitting on the bench not playing but you don't have a, the reserve team then you haven't seen a game in quite a long time so I really appreciate the fact that that's even an opportunity where you could be on a bench one day maybe not get subbed in but the next day you're down in Tacoma and you're playing a full 90 minutes so you get that game fitness you get the game speed all of it and you're also, I mean, in my, from my perspective, I, I just have so much love for that team because I really feel like it brought back my career. So I want to help them in any way I can always um, while also fighting for a spot with the first team. No, that's, uh, it seems like the, the right attitude to have about that. Because um, I can't, I can't imagine that, 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 that it's easy to, to kind of go back and forth. But um, like you said, if you're, yeah. if you, if you, if you're, you're passionate about it, it makes it a lot easier. Um, yeah. You know, one of the, the other things about, uh, about the move is you got to actually participate in the MLS Cup parade, which yeah. I have to imagine was another pretty surreal experience for you uh, to be standing on the, on the bus going through downtown and, and just like soaking in this, this moment that, you know, players play their whole career for. Yeah, no, you said it perfectly there. I mean, it was absolutely surreal. And 
Uh, I mean, it was also just so special, the fact that the final was in Seattle and then you have the parade in Seattle. Like, I think that alone is an absolute once-in-a-lifetime moment. And I, I'm still, like, thanking God that I got to be a part of something like that. And not even just me, but, like, the whole city got to because I thought just the whole city deserved that. They just – once we had that final in Seattle, the city deserved that win, that parade all of the happiness and joy that came from that day. So um, it was an absolute blessing and it was so surreal. You said it, it really was. And then you end up having kind of one of the more memorable moments of the parade <laughs> where you're, you're like kind of coaxed on the stage and you sing bluest skies uh, acapella uh, for the, for the crowd. What was, what was all, I got to imagine there must be a story behind how that all yeah. ended up happening. So that actually happened because it was a bit of a prank. Like, a bunch of the older guys, like they came up to me with, um, with, uh, like the head of our, like, uh, what was like our outreach and like the people organizing the parade, I guess, in the organization. And they're like, came up to like, Hey, Justin, like everyone's going to be going on stage. You have to say something like, what are you going to say? <laughs> in reality, the only people that were meant to be going on stage, you know, were like, it was like Nico, Steph, like they had like their guys kind of chosen. Right. Like they knew who was going on. So they had what they were going to say. And I was like, oh my gosh, we all have to speak. Like, I wasn't prepared <laughs> for this. And then I turned around, I'll ask like Alex or Hanwal, I'm like, yeah, I got my speech prepared. They're totally messing with me also. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, all right, what if I like, what if I like got the whole crowd to like sing the Blue Sky song with me? Would that be acceptable? And then they're like, they start <laughs> laughing. And the head of the parade got is like, you know, I actually like that. You're going to do that. <laughs> I was like, what's that? <laughs> so, it, and then uh, sure enough, when we were on stage, he's like, and Justin wants to sing a song. I was like, oh my gosh, you actually remembered too. <laughs> so, yeah, and so what, was fun. Was it, so it was, uh, it was fun for you. It wasn't something that was oh, too. Yeah. Uh... No, I was more, I'm glad I did it. I thought it was so much fun. I've got to pull up Alfonso and Danny, get them in the spotlight too. Uh, that that was awesome though. That was awesome. I'm, I love doing that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool that it happened. <laughs> it, it, you know, you mentioned uh, having you know your teammates are uh, oftentimes teenagers at at Defiance. Um, what is it? I mean, you're a relatively young guy yourself, but you're a veteran on Defiance. I mean, you have by by a decent stretch a, a veteran for that among that group, um, or at least last year you were. Uh, what has that been like to be like, I, I don't know how, if you had ever been kind of like a mentor, like on that side of the mentor mentee relationship. Yeah. You know, I think that was new for me also uh, growing up and everything. I was more like them, like one of the younger guys always playing with older players. And uh, I think this was the first real experience I had where, especially last year, like, uh, I was the oldest player on that team. And I mean, they're all very good kids. They work really hard. They, when you try to give them advice on something, they all seem to really try to grasp it and understand it. So uh, that part was, I thought that was honestly just a great experience. I hopefully I was able to impact some of them with that experience you said, but I know for myself, I thought that was just a great learning experience and, in developing just me as a person and not even as a player, but to be able to have that uh, leadership role and mentoring younger kids and everything. So another thing about them is they tend to keep me a bit younger too, because uh, 
you know, their uh, sense of humor and all of that. They're, they're honestly all amazing guys and I, I love being around them, but <laughs> in the beginning, it was a bit of a shock. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Was it? I mean, that, I mean, that, yeah, you, you, you've obviously gone through four years of college. You've done the, or I assume for you, you did four years, right? At Cal yeah, Poly. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, you've <laughs> clearly had some life experience that these guys have not. I can only imagine that that's a little, uh, and, and even to a greater degree, what Taylor, uh, Taylor Mueller, right? The guy, the, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he has a whole nother level of experience that he must one. be. Yeah. He uh, precedes me by what, six, seven years. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, the last game you played uh, that anyone played, uh, really, I guess the last game in the United States played outdoors was uh, your game against uh, San Diego Loyal. It's one of the few games in, in American soccer history played in front of a a closed stadium yeah. uh, what was that whole experience like and and did you have a sense that like this might be the last game that anyone plays for a while yeah I think once you saw what was happening around the rest of the world and all these other leagues uh, I think many of us kind of felt like yeah you know this is probably like give it your all because you don't know when we're going to have a game again so uh, it like it definitely was in the back of our minds. Uh, I, I don't think we let ourselves get fully sold on it until you, you hear that information, but um, that's definitely what part of that mentality was. And obviously the empty stadium for the most part was empty. There were, I don't know if you saw the video. Yeah, there's there some were, fans up in the, in the, yeah. like the, like looking out from the berm, I guess, which is, I'm guessing you guys could actually hear. We were able to hear them because it was so quiet. Right. You know? So it was, that was pretty awesome from them. But, um, I think, you know, like in that situation, it almost can feel like a training game, but you still know it's where it's a league game. It's worth those points. And it doesn't matter if there's a crowd or not. You have to bring that same intensity no matter what. And, um, you know, I wish I had the experience in that situation to be like, you know, this is what we have to do. But that was right. my first of it <laughs> No, too. I don't think – I mean, not a, a lot of American players have been in that situation. I mean, you, you hear about these things in Europe and – and whatnot every now and then for other reasons they have to get played that way but I you know like I was asking around like the last time any American sport got played in front of an empty stadium and people were saying it was like a baseball game uh, a few years ago because there was like riots going on in Baltimore and like other than that it's like it's I mean it's a pretty exceptional experience like there's not a lot of Americans that have gone through that yeah, for sure. And um, I'm sure the baseball players will say the same thing, though. Like, oh, it's all like that before. Like, you realize no one's there. Everyone's just pretending to applaud to nobody, you know? Right. But uh, once the ball starts rolling, all you're thinking about is the game. So you don't even notice, really. At least that's what it was for me. Like, I just – like, obviously, usually, like, in the big moments, you'll hear the cheering and everything or, like, all of that. But once the game kind of kicked off, I think the adrenaline and intensity kind of took over on its own. And that's at least how I felt. But uh, definitely crazy experience, like you said. <laughs> well, and and it should be said, you scored a goal in that game. Yeah, I did. I did. A pretty, a, a pretty nice goal. Not you kind of nonchalanted it, but it was, it was a good finish. <laughs> I know. I, honestly, uh, when Shannon had all that space on the out wide, he had all. I don't think he was running at anyone at that point. I just had to get across my man as quickly as possible, and from then on, it was a bit of a tapping. But yeah, yeah, that was a one thing that happened that game along with i don't know if you can see 
uh, had a little scar right there. Oh no! Like I yeah. collided heads with uh, one of their center back, and I was bleeding during the game. I had to go get a bandage on that and everything, and it's healed. But we were stuck with a scar there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's a good story you can tell, right? Yeah, good story. Hopefully, people think it makes me look tough. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us, and uh, and best of luck. We're we're definitely rooting for you uh, to get some uh, get some good minutes with the first team as well, and sh- kind of uh, show some of the same stuff you showed with the Defiance because you've been great with the Defiance. It's been really been great watching you there. Thanks, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. Appreciate having me too. Yeah, and uh, stay safe, and uh, hopefully. Uh, you don't get too lost in, in uh, Tiger King. <laughs> Absolutely. Stay safe to you and your family also. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. See you, man.